Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I am recording this as fast as humanly possible because I have I have to leave in like an hour or less. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get through the information I wanted to impart today about the tarot, because today is Tarot Tuesday. We had a solar eclipse. Did you guys feel it? You didn't see it in North America, probably didn't see it in Europe. Um, in fact, in South America, it just got slightly darker for a couple of minutes and that was it. But in Chile and Argentina, possibly Uruguay, Paraguay, they that's where they saw it. And it went across all of South America. So super interesting stuff, man. Um, I hope that they don't have the problems that the United States had do you guys remember that? The last solar eclipse, it went clear across the entire, it started up in Oregon and it just made like, you know, that circle with a line through it. That's what it did all the way across from Oregon, all the way down to Florida, the entire U.S. just being X'd out by God. <laughs> and as soon as that happened with the same astrology that had happened right before the French Revolution, all kinds of crap started happening in the U.S. I mean, riots and the racial tensions rising, a bunch of crap with the resident in chief. And oh God, what else? So much happened. Uh, all the fires, all the floods. I mean, my whole town burned down. I mean, all this crap has happened immediately following that last solar eclipse. It was like, what? In, wasn't, it wasn't in the past year. It was like a year and a half ago. <laughs> I mean, it was like terrible. I can't believe it. I can't believe it was just like, oh my God. And we've had massive, like super, super hot weather, super, super cold weather, super wet, lots of floods, lots of hurricanes, like so much crap happened. You know, even in Puerto Rico, which is like considered uh, like the 51st state, it's not really a state, but it's a part of the U.S. They could vote for the president. I know who they're not voting for this next time. So anyway, um, I don't know, guys. I hope that South America is going to be okay. Like, you know, Chile and Argentina, two countries that are on my to-do list, places I definitely want to travel to. Oh my God, I've been running around all day. I got this note from the government saying that I had to print up the note, but when I go to print it, half of the half of it's it's just all an encryption. And I tried like three or four times just to get it on a damn memory stick. And finally, I had to send it to myself and then forward it to the print the copy shop and then go take the taxi 30 minutes to the coffee, not coffee, copy shop to make a copy of it. 
And even then, it almost didn't even show up with the crests of the government. They literally sent like a letter with two crests on the letter in color, which I had a printing color, and then two separate crests that were added as images, as add-ons to the bottom of the email. How annoying, right? Although one of them looks like a really killer tattoo. Once I'm Ecuadorian, I think I know what I'm going to get on my arm. (laughs) It's going to be a tattoo for sure. (laughs) If I make it all the way, I mean, I'm still just trying to get damn temporary, temporary residency. I've been here a year and a half. So anyway, I need to go. And I thought, well, just, just to be on the safe side, I'm going to, take enough money out to pay for both visas maybe we'll get lucky and tomorrow they'll say yeah do it (laughs) and they're right next to a bank and I thought well I could take money out there and I thought "Mm, I'm gonna hedge my bets and get money out you know here take it with me gotta lock my purse up while I sleep oh I hate that feeling everything's gonna be okay Everything's totally going to be okay. I just feel it. Everything's going to be fine. But what a pain in the arse. All of this stuff is a pain in the arse. But you know what? It's just the hoops you got to jump through to get where you want to get. My higher guidance told me this morning, first thing I asked, I woke up, opened my eyes, and went, okay, God, how many people that are on the ascension path, on the awakening path, How many people do we have awake enough to jump? And the answer was 66%, guys. And I think that we're waiting for the solar eclipse. I swear to God, if we have the three days of darkness while I'm on the damn bus, what are we going to do? I hope we don't crash. I mean, is everything just going to go away? I don't know. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit about that. What is going to happen? This is nuts. I was like, oh my God, I'll be like on the bus about to fall asleep and all of a sudden the bus isn't there anymore. And I'm like, what? Sitting on the ground, floating in space. Is it going to be as dramatic as all that? I mean, is the driver going to fall asleep? Oh my God. What are we going to do? It's so crazy. Am I going to literally be suspended on a bus for three days and then all of a sudden it's tomorrow again and everything's fine? I don't know. What if it happened? I'm like panicking over completely random and slightly crazy things, but that's on my mind. We went to the store to get snacks and I wanted my last time my son was like, I don't have socks. I don't have socks. I need socks. So I'm like, we're going to get you socks before we go on our next trip. So you have nice comfortable cushy socks to walk around in because we're going to go maybe do some walking the plan is this get on a bus at 11 o'clock get there at 7 in the morning take a taxi to the government building which will probably be closed walk around this huge ass government building and go across the street where there's going to be this restaurant that I wanted to eat at last time if she's open at all for breakfast She's a very sweet lady. She hugged me and wished me luck on getting my visa. I told her I can't stop and eat now, but I will in a couple weeks when I come back. She was so happy to hear that. So I'm hoping I could go eat breakfast in her restaurant and then we could just mosey on over to the government building when they open 
and I guess just, um, <laughs> sit there for hours waiting to be heard or seen or give them the, give them the excess paperwork that they already have a copy of. Oh my God. It's so annoying. So I took, I, I mean, I did not want to, I, I did not want to take a chance. I took double copies of everything again, even though I still had extra copies. I'm like, I don't know what they want from me, you know? So I did that. And then I did, um, I got everything and I went to the store. We got our snacks already. So we don't have to stop and buy snacks on the way to the bus, which we always do always cost too much money. And I bought socks and I thought, well, I'll buy underwear. So <laughs> this is a weird little secret about me. My, my oldest kid told me years ago, and I think I did mention this, that underwear for men will last a lot longer because men don't like to shop and it's sexist because they, the manufacturers of clothing assume that women love to shop. And so why not buy underwear that's going to break within two to three months and we have to buy new underwear. So I'll save money if I wear men's underwear. <laughs> and, and my oldest was saying, well, it's not that bad because if you buy bikini underwear for men, you know, the speedos, the embarrassing ones that if you see a man wearing them, then you're like, Oh God. But <laughs> Okay, to be honest, they look so, they look good on some men. Not all men look good. Not all men look good in the tidy whities, but sometimes the speedos work. So usually no, but anyway. Um, so I'm like, all right. So I got like the speedo type underwear, and they lasted for three years. And I was so stoked about it, and then all of a sudden they started to disintegrate. I'm thinking one swift tug on these babies and they're going to just fly in every direction and I'm stuck and I don't want to be in a government building when that happens. I'm like, it'll be like coming out the bottom of my pant leg or something. I don't know. I'm just having crazy. Uh, is this fears? Maybe it's phobia. I don't know. Anyway, so I went to look for men's underwear. They don't have those anymore. I, I looked everywhere. I'm like, why don't they have like this veto type bikini underwear for men? It was only like the um, boxer brief, the really tight boxer brief kind, not even normal boxers. Like I could just buy boxers. Boxers are comfortable. All right, now forget it. Ah, I used to have really cute boxers. They were, they were, uh, had lips all over them and they were like silk. I got them during, um, I mean, women could get the cutest boxers for themselves during Valentine's day in the States. Am I right? <laughs> and they're super comfortable for pajamas. That's all I ever use them for. But oh my God, the whole underwear saga. God, that was crazy. Like, why don't they sell these kind of underwear? I was like freaking out. And then the ones that were there were like these weird boxer brief. Like, there's no way I'm going to wear those. They just, with the hole in the front, that's going too far, people. <laughs> okay, for me, you know, <laughs> trying to be a half dyke. I'm just kidding. That's not why. It's because... All my female related underwear, they have like little pink bows and they say things like baby girl. I'm a grown ass woman. I don't need pajamas or underwear that say baby girl and have little tiny like pink hearts and unicorns. It's so irritating. I'm not a four year old and I hate when women are infantilized by no way. Does that mean killing infants? No, it's infanticide. Sorry. Infantilized. Yeah. Like we don't have to be like made out to be little tiny kids and then men find that sexy that is the creepy creepiest shit ever ever it is so freaking creepy 
I don't know why people do that. And here in South America, I see this again and again and again. In fact, today I noticed a sign for a little kid's shop to go in to buy not just for kids, but babies and little toddlers clothing. And it's called Sweet and Sexy Kids. That's not okay, people. Mm, not okay at all. Freaks me out this crap. I don't, it's like, how do we change the world when it's all around us, all this crap? Okay, well, that's probably going to relate right to a Course in Miracles lesson. Let's go to the, let's, let's hit the Course in Miracles lesson. It's probably going to be hilariously um, close to what I'm talking about, right? There's always something related to these now. <laughs> okay, no, this has nothing to do with that. Thank God. All right. Uh, it kind of does, though. This is the past week. You know, I just, I want to fix this. I want to change this so bad. All right. Lesson 24 in A Course in Miracles today is I do, I do not perceive my own best interests. Yeah, I eat potato chips today. That's probably true. <laughs> um... I mean, I'm Irish. It's potatoes. I, you know, I gravitate to potatoes in all their forms, all their glorious forms. It's a food group when you're Irish. Okay. Start over again. A Course in Miracles, Lesson 24. <laughs> I do not perceive my own best interests. It looks like a very interesting lesson if you want to go and read this one. Um, it says, in the situation involving blank, I would like blank to happen and blank to happen. Okay, here we go. In the situation involving my visa, I would like for them to say, let's go ahead and have your appointment now. And wow, all your paperwork is complete and perfect. And stamp here, stamp there. Here's your visa. And we're going to give you a temporary residency card as identification. That's what I wish to happen. <laughs> all right. I do not perceive my own best interest in the situation. Wait a minute. That's like the second part. Uh, well, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe I'll have to come back a third time. And the third time, maybe Mr. Right. Maybe my twin flame will be like, dude, LA blows. I'm going to Ecuador for the moment and I'll run right into him. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, uh, today on the Ascension Symptom Scale, we're a little bit lower than we have been. We are at 97. Thank God it was. I was able to get a lot more done. Thank you, universe, for that. My girlfriend, uh, my new friend on Instagram, not girlfriend, girlfriend, not romantic, just this wonderful listener, Wildflowers, she put 10 pictures of Nathaniel Green Park on her Instagram today and she tagged me and I'm so glad she did because in the last picture, oh my God, people, there was an enormous cloud in the sky shaped like a butterfly. The lower half of the sky below the cloud was a normal sky color, just what we've been seeing our whole lives when the sky is perfect and there's no pollution or the pollution is invisible, whatever, whatever. Okay. Okay. But the top half of the sky 
cobalt blue. Cobalt blue, like a milk of magnesia bottle. Okay, that's not sexy. Like a sky vodka bottle. Cobalt blue coming from the sky in rays piercing through the sky all the way down to the earth almost. Oh my God, this picture was absolutely phenomenal. When I come back and I start my cloud page, I've been going on and on about the cloud page. I'm going to have this put, I'm going to have her send it to me privately and I'm going to put it on my cloud page because it, it, it was stunning. And it's exactly what I've been seeing and perceiving in my higher vision. And for her to capture it on camera, my God, that was a beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. And then a little tiny heart-shaped cloud in the background. Oh, wow. I mean, it, it, I think she was just one with the universe there with her her girlfriends and they were just hanging out i don't know if it's a vacation or a daycation but my god what a beautiful set of pictures and that one just just takes a cake it was beautiful wanted to say thank you to my friend rainy for reminding me it's called guardians of the galaxy <laughs> groot i am groot i love 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 that movie and i could not think of the name of it for the life of me Yesterday, I was so shocked that that tree spirit, that oak tree spirit came to me. And, well, I just, it's like I couldn't, but he looked just like Groot. It was adorable. All right. We're going to read the uh, Schumann Resonance or you get right into the show because I am running out of time. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first report of the day was at 1700 UTC. They did the evening report. Even today, practically zero activity. The highest peak was at 10 hertz. 10. But just at the time of publication of this update, there's a marked increase that brought the amplitude to 25 hertz increasing. We will see in the next hours if the activity continues. And guess what? <laughs> 20 UTC time, they write. The activity continued. It started quickly at 16 UTC time and reached the first peak at 40 hertz. Thank God. Oh, back in the fifth dimension. At 17.30 UTC. After this surge, it continued to rise to the second peak, which is the largest today at 50 hertz at 18.15 UTC time. Thank God. I knew something was going to happen. I think, you know, we're feeling it. The big solar eclipse energy. Even if you weren't in a place where you see it, it still affects you. The energy, the sun still affects you. And to have it blocked out for a moment, you know, let alone 10 minutes or whatever. It was only a few minutes. It's like only like stopped for like a minute or two. Oh, I watched it live. Did you guys watch it live on YouTube? You could go see the footage. It was pretty incredible. We, my son and I were like watching it and we we're uh, listening. It was like the station from Chile and they had their live cam up and everyone started screaming and yelling. Woohoo! And it sounded like they're watching a football game. And I'm like, oh man, it's like, this is, this is what geeks do. They don't know a damn thing. Okay. Me, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> we don't know a damn thing about sports, but boy, when the sun's blocked out, woohoo! yay moon, go moon. I mean, we're so nerdy, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm totally an earth science nerd. It's so weird. I love it though. It's so fun. 
Oh, I just got a message. In Anchorage, Alaska, there's a large brush fire that is spreading in East Anchorage. And now they're evacuating. If you're in Alaska, uh, my heart and prayers are with you. Please be safe up there. Oh, my God. I mean, what do you do if you don't have a home and you have to live in a tent and the polar bears are hungry? Oh, my God. All right. I'm just sending my love and prayers to you guys right now. <sighs> just sent a bunch of Reiki. <sighs> Lots of Reiki to Alaska. My goodness. All right. Yeah, I heard from a guy named... Um, I don't know his name. I'm, I don't know his name at all, actually. That's really weird. It has a G in it. That makes no sense. But, okay. He wrote me from Twitter from something I said, probably because I've been talking back to the President of the United States lately. Like, really, I mean, seriously, if you go look in my Twitter feed, you guys are going to laugh really hard. I called him a toddler. I said he he's holding hands with the, the evil dictator of North Korea like they're toddlers at a county fair. <laughs> it's so true, though, right? Oh, my God. He's like, I won this date, this debate and that debate. I'm like, who gives a shit? You're running, you're running through the field holding hands with the, with the evil dictator like your toddlers at a county fair. That's not at all important, you know? Your debate, whether you won against Hillary, what, two years ago? I mean, seriously, in the nursing home, this guy's going to be talking about this 20 years from now. I won that debate with Hillary Clinton. Okay, sorry. This show has gotten too political. I think I need to stop and... <laughs> and uh, I'm going to... I'm going to... Uh, take a quick break and during that time I'm going to be packing my bags to leave and getting dressed again seeing here in my underwear because I'm so hot I was just running around running around ran up the stairs was all out of breath I'm like oh I gotta take off my clothes it's just I hope I don't get hot in the bus I can't take off my clothes in the bus it's like I mean I could probably <laughs> probably get arrested and that's not a good look when you're on the way to the government to get a visa to stay in a country <laughs> I ran across the street today against a red light, and I said to my son, no one will ever know. They can't put fingerprints on this one. <laughs> I've already taken my chances for the week with that. Okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly um, take a quick break, go do my packing, wait for my phone to charge up a little bit, and I'll be right back. Oh, with Tarot Tuesday. All right, guys, sorry for the strange uh, echo. Normally, I'm facing a different direction in my room, but this is how I am <laughs> able to record while simultaneously kind of charging my phone. I'm still at like 36%. <sighs> anyway, here we go. Welcome to Tarot Tuesday. Last week, we covered what the suits mean. And this time we're going to cover part of the major arcana. I don't have time. And well, neither do you, frankly. This would be like a five hour or six hour show if I did all of them today. Um, if you get the full card, we'll start with zero. The full card, Aleph. The full card is originally it was a little white dog following behind a man who has a long stick draped across his shoulder. At the end of that, he's got a little pack 
like the the uh, Snoopy's wayward cousin Spike has one of those <laughs> in Charlie Brown in Peanuts. <laughs> so it's the same kind of a pack. Like, yeah, all my worldly possessions. It's a teeny tiny purse on the end of a stick. Just like a man to not want to hold a purse unless it's the end at the end of a ten foot pole. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but also, the stick could be a weapon. So hey, you know what? <laughs> Can't be without the stick. Wait, wait a minute. Okay. Who is the fool and what is he doing? His background, his, his uh, air all around him, his sky, is yellow. And he's got mountains and he's at a very tall peak. And he looks like he's about to step off the very edge and fall. He's at the precipice. Woo, just like the reading we got yesterday. Pretty crazy, right? From... Brother Yeheshua, Jesus, Sananda. But these mountains are, when you do the Builders of the Outer, I think they tell you to do a little bit of purple because it represents the highest vibration possible in God's realm. It's white and purple like the crown chakra. The uh, dog is white. He is also representing the crown chakra God spelled backwards as dog. Dog spelled backwards as God. Well, your ever constant, faithful, loyal companion on your journey to earth and beyond will always be God. But we're in the reverse polarity world, which means dog. That's why there's a dog in the card. The original, there was a dog nipping at the heels. Constant reminder. All the old religions have God as an angry master who... Will, if you don't do his bidding, will destroy you and strike you down. But as we have grown more and more enlightened as a species, at least 66% of us so far and counting, we have realized that we are shards off of the one big god glass, <laughs> goblet in the sky. <laughs> I know God's not a goblet in the sky, but you know what I mean? We're all part of God. We're, we're, you know, you can't be an artist and make a piece of art without putting a piece of yourself into it and bringing that piece to life with your energy. God couldn't do that either. We have God in us. There's no getting around that. So the fool has gold, yellow gold in the background because that is not a normal sky. That is directly represented to as like the the uh, sky is the father it's the realm of the father it's, or the mother father mother god the sun in the fool card is not yellow it's weird right the sun is white why why would the sun be white well the same reason the dog god is white it is the presence of all colors in the realm of the light And uh, controversy, or con- contrarily, it's also when you're talking about paint or something physical, white is the absence of all color. When you're talking about light, it's the presence of all light mixed into one which creates white. So if you've ever run lighting for a show, like a theater stage show, 
or you know something like that then you'll know that all colors mixed together make white but when you're an artist and you mix all colors together you're not going to get white you'll get black so the absence of all color so what is absence it means nothing what is nothing break that down to the words no thing going back to God directly God is the no thing also God is everything God is all knowledge but we are his experience and what do we do when we experience well we travel traveling gives you experience traveling through time traveling through dimensions traveling through the world traveling to the grocery store <laughs> I mean however you're traveling honey you're traveling and who travels the fool the fool travels his boots are golden that's because God guides his path with every step so what happens when you get the fool in the reading does it mean you're a fool <laughs> no does it mean you're you're suffering fools no when you get a fool in the reading it means that you are on a journey you are on a path of discovery you are open-minded and you feel like nothing can go wrong or if this is about somebody in your life that's how they feel those same things you know that God and the universe supports you he's literally looking up almost to the zero at the top of the card when you look at the um, rider weight deck he's looking almost directly up to that zero that's not the Sun it's a different zero and that is literally God he seeks all answers in God as he goes upon his journey he trusts the universe now if you get this card as you in a reading that and you're not like that it's a sign you better start trusting the universe you better start following your hunches and you know that God is your loyal companion forever and forever that is exactly what the full card means all right guys that brings us to the magician card card one now the magician card one what is one when you have a zero that is the no thing that's God when you put a dot in it that looks like that's the symbol of the Sun and that's physical but then when you take that and you hold that up in front of your eyes at a different angle it's like a um, well it's very sexual if you want to look at it in a sexual way but it looks like a one inside of a zero so from the zero from the no thing comes the one thing the one thing being the magician that's when we realize we are creators the magician in his right hand holds a wand holds it straight up to the sky the background and the magician card is also yellow he hasn't left the realm of God but he realizes he's a creator in this earth above his head all around are roses roses mean desire everything he desires he can have through magic through the power of his sheer will above his head is the sign of infinity infinity means forever he will live forever he knows he will live forever and he is solid in the knowledge of that if you don't believe that symbol look around his waist he has got a snake the snake is eating its own tail this is an ancient Greek 
symbol called the Ouroboros. O-U-R-O-B-O-U-R-O-S. Ouroboros. Makes a killer tattoo. <laughs> uh, if you guys are old school fans of the original Fox Mulder and Scully, that's right, in the X-Files, she got a tattoo above her ass. Oh my God, it was so sexy. It was the Ouroboros. <laughs> um, the snake eating its own tail. It is also known as the Egyptian sun disc. It was something that not only was in Greek, but also in Egyptian mythology. The, the snake eats its own tail so slowly that it will live forever because it keeps shedding its own skin and eating its own tail and it will never ever cease. It is a symbol of the sun, which is a symbol that we will live forever as long as the sun is there. I'm not going to talk about the solar <laughs> eclipse today. <laughs> also, the snake relates to Kundalini. The Kundalini energy, which is your life force. It is your connection to God and your spirituality. When you have your Kundalini all the way raised up, raised up, then you end up with the Pharaoh's helmet <laughs> and you have a snake coming out the top because you are ascended as a, as a spiritual being. Um, not all the way doesn't mean you're a master, but it does mean you are awakened. Okay. So that's the first step <laughs> on his table. The magician has instruments, implements, tools of the trade. He has the pentacles and the cups and the sword and the wand is in his hand. The wand also looks like a penis, very long penis. <laughs> it looks like a penis. It is a phallus. And the reason is that is a source of regeneration of the species. This is connecting again to the Kundalini life force energy. The um, wand, the, the penis phallus is vital and it's, it means strength and masculinity and force activity. Okay. So in his garden, he not only has his desires that he got from above him. Now they're below him, right? Because he has created his garden. His garden also has lilies. The more he desires, the more he learns and the more knowledge he has and lilies stand for knowledge. Roses stand for desire. This is why my spiritual team is called Lily Rose. They named themselves, by the way. I loved it. I was like, oh my God, Lily Rose is perfect. That's a magician. And through them, I'm going to excel, which is really awesome <laughs> in my life. Yay. Thank God. And you know what? I'm, as long as I learn how, I'm going to teach you how to. So the magician is a person who has learned how to completely and totally transform his world. His hair is black. Black is a sign of ignorance. The color just jet black. When, when you see black hair in a card, it is a sign of ignorance, like obscurity, like working in the dark because you don't know what's going on. But because he's a magician, he has a white headband like they wore in the 70s during tennis matches oh my god that's so crazy right 
John McEnroe. <laughs> His hair kind of looks like John McEnroe now that I think about it. Oh, hilarious. Okay, anyway. Um, his white headband that goes across his forehead, it's knowledge. It's the knowledge of God. That's why it's white. Because he's now, he's learning from the beginning how to create stuff when he has his attachment to God. He realizes he still has some ignorance. He still needs to stop that. His cloak that he wears is scarlet. It's red. Again, with the virility, the strength, the power, the masculinity, the color of strength, the color of desire of the roses. And so what does the magician card mean in a reading? In a reading, the magician card means this. Okay. Basically, you can create the world you want. You can have all of what you desire. You can have the knowledge that you want spiritually and you have all the tools laid out on the table before you. All you need to do is pick them up and use them. You're infinite. You have to reconnect with that. If you have been disconnected from this idea that you do not create your world because guess what? You create your world. That's what the magician is here to tell you. When you get a magician card in a reading about somebody else, they have learned how to manifest, baby. Their life is filled with abundance. Look at their garden. Look at how they walk in the universe. If you walk with confidence as a fool in the universe and you walk and you walk, eventually you're going to become the magician. You're going to learn how to turn your life around. And that's what the magician is here to remind you. He's here to say, hey, you know what? Whatever is above is below. Whatever is below is above. And that is why his with his left hand, he is pointing to the ground. And his right hand is raised up and he's holding that wand up to the air. He is creating with a very, very basic engine of creation. He's using the love and the life and the light force of God, but also his own life force because that's what a penis is, right? It is the phallus is a part of that sexuality that brings us actual children. It brings us our, you know, when we desire a family, right? So it could mean that this is a man who has created his world and he's ready for the next step. If it's like a love reading, if it's a reading about, um, oh, I don't know. If it's about a job, it means you need to create your own job for yourself. You need to create it. The one that you want, whether you want to work for yourself or someone else or a business, or you're trying to manifest something, the magician is here to tell you, you can do it. All you need to do is concentrate and realize that you are infinite. You are a master of your world. You are truly a magician. Okay. It means that you are powerful. And also creating it through your inner world will create, will create your outer world as well. Next up, we have the high priestess card on her head. She wears a big circle. Is it a circle? No, it is a pearl. Remember, do not cast your pearls before swine, lest they be trampled. Her pearl 
represents all of her wisdom. And that is resting on top of her head. <laughs> Makes sense, right? Okay. She is surrounded by pomegranate, pomegranate seeds. In her background, there's a tapestry with pomegranates. And that symbolizes life and rebirth. When you are reborn, there's new Akashic records to be had. Akashic records of the high priestess are held on her lap. Her Akashic records that your when you are the high priestess, not only are you virginal and you're full of wisdom, you haven't gone to be with other people yet. You have actually accepted your innocence, but you're also accepting being in the world because now there's a two above her head. And in the background, the sky is blue. Finally, she's in the world. She is virginal. She's new. She's innocent and she's pure. She's sitting on a throne and she has her legs together. She wears a white robe, which is still symbolizing innocence, purity, as well as a direct connection to God. She wears a cloak around her shoulders. That is also the color of the sky. She's clothed in the sky, but she is not naked. She is still innocent and swaddled in a way. She sits between a black pillar and a white pillar, which symbolize the beginning and the end. Uh, It stands for Boaz and Joachim, B-J, not B-J's. She's a virgin. Get your mind out of the gutter. (laughs) Okay, uh, she does sit upon a throne and beneath her feet, beneath one foot, there is a moon. She stands upon a crescent moon, but she's sitting. She's, she has her foot upon a crescent moon. The moon means the subconscious mind. She is conscious of the Akashic records. Part of her mind is in the uh, moon, like the subconscious. It's not a full moon. <laughs> it's, a, it's a partial moon. It's a crescent moon. So also she has lush grapes that are behind her besides the uh, pomegranates and the grapes mean fertility and plenty that is to come now the high priestess in a reading could mean innocence and purity and or gain back to your own innocence doesn't mean you have to be a physical virgin but it means to it, it means to remind you that you need to get back to your innocence your purity you know, who you are at your core is a pure, beautiful white soul. We are clad in the sky, whether we wear clothes or not. Sky clad in witchcraft means you're naked. That doesn't mean what it's not what I mean here. So you have the ideas and the fertility of the imagination and the fertility of wisdom. It's just right there behind your head. You're getting ready. You're getting ready to have some really brilliant ideas you are working with memory because of the Akashic records are your memories. Literally, they're your memories written on a scroll. Whoops. So the high priestess in a reading means that basically 
I mean, if it means some, you know, someone else, someone who's maybe younger or someone who's naive, it could mean somebody is innocent and pure, or it means that they need to realize who they truly are at the core of their being, that they are a soul and they need to honor their own beauty and their own innocence and purity. If this is about you, same thing. You know, if you are new in a relationship, even though you're not technically a virgin, you are a virgin in the relationship, it might mean that you're new in the relationship and you need to go a little slow. You reckon you have to recognize your wisdom and you have to be in touch with your wisdom. If it's about, if the reading is about business or something like that, same thing. You have to be in touch with your wisdom. Uh, remember walking the path between wisdom and understanding. That's true knowledge. So that's it. We're almost to the end of the reading guys for these cards. Um, I'm going to try to do one more Then that. That's it. I guess I got to go. Okay. Now the high priest was, was sitting kind of outside, but on a throne in between the two pillars. So it looks like she was inside a little bit boxed in a little bit inside her box, right? A little bit eh, again with her dirty mind, Elena. Okay. She's a virgin. She's inside her box. Speaking of, have you guys ordered from pizza hut lately? How awkward is it to say, I would like my lover's box <laughs> because pizza hut here. They don't say the pizza lover's box. They call it my lover's box or they say, or they say lover's box. It, and so it's just so awkward. It's so awkward. How come people don't see it the way I see it? Is my mind always in the gutter? Am I just super aware? I, they could go either way with that. All right, getting back to the Empress. She is so beautiful. The Empress, uh, well, in the, in this deck I'm looking at right now, it, I'm looking online because I don't have this deck in person. Her sky is yellow again. Again, sitting in the realm of God, in the realm of her own garden. Sitting in the garden filled with wheat. Wheat, is she's related to the Virgo. Yay! She's also related to the goddess Venus. There's a big heart next to her with a big Venus female symbol inside oh the heart is gray what does gray mean she has a cold cold heart and she's mean no it does not mean that at all gray means wisdom when you mix ignorance and the knowledge of god you become wise you know that you're ignorant in some things you are open-minded in some things but you also know that there's a greater knowledge out there and that's the god source now in the in the in the uh, robe I'm looking at, she's wearing white, which means God. But in the card deck when, that I colored myself, I colored her her robe green, emerald green, for she is connected to the heart, which is connected to Venus, the goddess of love. Well, of course she's the goddess of love, honey. She's pregnant. That's why her robe is a moo-moo. <laughs> she is pregnant with ideas and creativity. Does this mean you're pregnant or going to get your uh, lady pregnant? No, doesn't mean that at all. It could mean that, though, in a reading if you want to be pregnant, you want to have a baby, you want to create a life, a family life, it could be that it's on its way, okay? She's sitting on a very cushy chair and she holds a royal scepter in her hand. She has stars as her crown because she is the queen of heaven. 
she does have her foot again on a well in this one she doesn't but she's supposed to have the same as the high priestess because the empress has more knowledge and more creativity she's gone more into the world yet keeping the god consciousness with her she has her foot on a crescent moon now in the card i'm looking at she does not in the card in the way it's supposed to be the original one she she is also supposed to be stepping upon the moon because she is in touch with her subconscious mind there is a waterfall behind her that comes around the bend and it comes and it goes in front of her and her foot is touching the water because she is a part of her own subconscious mind she is aware of everything she is a queen she is an empress she is related to virgo why that is why there's shafts of wheat she can create anything she wants she could create her own world her own garden she can create life because that's powerful she has her kundalini raised and her hair is not black it is yellow also related to the fool card and the energy of god she has blonde hair now i believe on her dress is pomegranates it's very hard to see in this one because she's now wearing the pomegranates which are the seeds literally the seeds of life she holds a little scepter in her hand it looks like a, a scepter or a wand this is in the cards i colored <laughs> in the builders of the added a mystery school it was like a scepter that baby jesus holds in the catholic church it's like literally the world is in her hand but it also symbolizes um the same thing as what the prince of peace holds she is in a serene garden she is serene so if you get the empress you might be on the brink of bringing an artistic adventure or a creative in adventure to your life you might be on the verge of cutting your first album buying your first guitar taking music lessons you might be on the brink of going to university you might be uh on the way to um marriage and family life anything that's creative whether it's physically creating a human being or making a masterpiece in art or music or writing she is related to all of that she's related to ceres the goddess of of cereal of grain so you might be buying a, a family farm <laughs> you might be planting a garden the empress is ultimately creativity come to life sprung to life this is a very peaceful tranquil card this is a card that when you have this this is a really good card to have if you are the empress or you are with someone who's the empress or you're reading about someone and they get the empress card whether they're man or woman doesn't have anything to do with gender really it's just about that creativity that engine of just getting your creative juices flowing getting everything to where you need it to be in order to create the life that the magician dreams of so 
That's it. That's all I got to do tonight, darlings. I have got to hit the road, Jack. (laughs) I've got to finish doing what I'm doing. And we didn't even make it to the Emperor. So we're going to start next Tarot Tuesday with the Emperor card. And now I only colored my cards up into the Hierophant. I only took the lessons for a couple years. I mean, you had to go, we have to go through all the cards first without them being colored. And then you have to, it's like you put one color a day or one color a week. I mean, it's a very slow process, but it's really beautiful. I love, I loved doing it. I'm going to get back to it at some point. I did discover a new mystery school. My friend told me about my new friend. I made a comment on a YouTube video because I'm a Hayalka shaman. And so is he. Now we're talking. It's so awesome. I believe in the original Empress card. I want to mention in this one, it just looks like random trees. The original one was Cypress trees. Cypress is a very sacred tree to the Greeks. It's also another further symbol of creativity. And the Cypress tree grows straight up. It's like a bush, but grows very, very tall. And at the very tippy, tippy tip of the top, it's very pointed. It's pointing directly to heaven And they're kind of a reminder that we should always be in touch with our creativity from heaven. We should always know where everything comes from in our life. That was what the other reminder is. The Empress is card number three. This also can mean that you're a radio personality. You're you're getting ready to be a podcaster. Um, Actors um, tend to be three personalities. And if they're not, it's a little hard. I, I am a three personality for sure. Even though I'm an introvert, I am a three and um, it's for people who I don't mind getting on stage and performing. I don't mind uh, being on camera and acting. I have done it. Um, Obviously, I'm here doing this now, (laughs) but when I'm by myself doing my own thing, I want to be by myself doing my own thing. Usually when I'm in a couple, I'm I'm fairly quiet, want to read in the corner or I want to read on the couch with my honey and hold hands, (laughs) put my feet on his feet type of thing. But um for the most part, I'm pretty introverted. I'm like, I spend most of my time quiet and alone or alone together. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's what the, the, the Empress is the three card. Uh, high priestess was two. The magician is one. And I'm not even barely, I'm barely scratching the surface of these cards. I mean, each card could be an episode, but I didn't want to just break it down that much. It's just TMI, too much information. So, Anyway, I love each and every one of you. I hope that this uh, recording finds you happy and healthy wherever and whenever you listen to this. Know that I love you. We are in this together on this journey together. I am so grateful to have you as my listener. So yay. Thank you. So uh, that's all I got to do now. I got to (laughs) go. I don't need to have my pants on and I got to get to the bus station. (laughs) So I got to go. All right. Signing off guys with peace and love and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Till next time, which is tomorrow night. Peace.
Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.